take a shit. I'm sorry. Wait, What's so up? Wrong? Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. What's up, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to Wasted Local Talent yet again. I've got today with me Chris Rabb and Cecily. What is going on, peoples? Yay. It's a beautiful oh, day. Sound more enthusiastic over there. Come on. Hey! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my ears. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so loud, guys. That was like really loud for me. So loud. You need a little so gusto, a little yeah. sauce. Anyway. Yeah. So, so it's a wonderful Sunday. Yes. Wonderful, a, wonderful Sunday. It Just is got back degrees. from playing a show up in the Berg. How would how'd that go? It was killer. Good. Yeah, it was killer, man. There was a lot of stuff happening that night in the city. So the fact that the turnout was as decent as it was. And it's all about the engagement. You mm. know what I mean? The more people you have that are invested. Even if there's only like 20 people, but if they're locked in, that's, mm. hey, it's a good show. Yeah, I'm not a fan of engagements. Been there twice. That's right, <laughs> right, 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 right. No legal stuff. <laughs> yeah, More of a participation just kind a of participation, thing. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Those, uh, participation just, trophies. Just stoked. Uh, self-promoting moment of the week. Come out this Wednesday. One, two, three, Pleasant Street. <laughs> this is going to be out on Thursday, bro. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Never mind. If you have a time machine, and you're I thank you. Thursday, I thank you in advance for attending last night. You should just go like his band on Facebook or something. Yeah, do How that. About that. Send us some hate mail. Yeah, yeah. Let me know I got a potty mouth and you don't really like me or <laughs> we, <laughs> we just send. We need to get like a wasted local talent like your <laughs> feedback email. I don't know if you want to open up that can of worms, man. <laughs> I just want to see it. I just want to see it. We see what people think. T- like make an evaluation form and then read it off. We could do that. I will open myself up to public scrutiny. <laughs> That's fine. They know what my role is here. Mm-hmm. They know what I'm here for. But um, <laughs> who do we have, Daniel? Uh, DJ Katana. DJ Katana. Yes. So I wasn't uh, be able to participate on this. CC yeah. did this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Daniel and I did. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It was. I think it was the first episode that, me, that we did. Just, just the two of us. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I've known her for years. Not really know know her, but I met her. I think we had the discussion in the episode, and then I had to stop because it was just like fuck. It's been like almost ten years since I met her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Yeah. Well, she's definitely come a long way. She's awesome. Yeah. She's like totally <clears throat> a role model for mm-hmm. me. She's boss babe. She's a boss, boss babe. babe. She's like in school right now. She DJs. She just is a fucking boss babe, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to all the boss babes out there mm-hmm. putting in work. Yeah, work. I feel like yeah, some work, funky work. techno, deep house, anything. <laughs> should fucking hook you up. And some like grungy stuff. A little grungy? Like, <laughs> some of that deer tay. <laughs> some of that deer tay. <laughs> kind of dubstep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she goes there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry I missed it. It was fun. It was Sorry, fun. I missed it. And I apologize in advance for the buzz. We had some technical difficulties that day. So if you're listening to this, it's going to be really clean, but the episode will have a slight buzz in it. So you can thank your producer. Which is I me. blame Jed. <laughs> Jed wasn't here. Jed hadn't exactly. been here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If his IT expertise mm-hmm. had been present, maybe there was something that could have been yeah. done. But we've got it worked out now. Nice. I say now. Hopefully this doesn't have a buzz because I'm going to look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> We've got the problem fixed as you experience the problem. As you experience it. So, Shout out to uh, Jed once again for not being here mm-hmm. today. 
for um, you know the official Thirteen Palms business. Mm-hmm. He's at home eating all the sloppy joes, getting ready for Game of Thrones. Yeah. I hope he somehow encounters a spoiler. And it just oh, ruins man. everything. <laughs> I hope he enjoys himself. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but then I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do, oh, but I don't. Daddy. I just have mm. too much hate in my heart. <clears throat> trying to change that but mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> enough about Jed we have a Patreon we got a Patreon uh, we, got. we got things for sale folks I mean the fact that we're putting our hearts and souls and times and monies and our romantic interests in this podcast what I'm referring to is trying going after Daniel for months and it's just not working out. <laughs> We're I'm, almost there. I'm trying to pick up on the hints, but I, like, I, like, I refuse to lose. I like to play the long game. I'm big on that. I refuse to lose. But we do have a Patreon and we have several tiers. Affordable, uh, luxurious, and everything in between. So if you could just check that out. Give us a little love. Throw us a little something something. I will tell you that I stole a bunch of Wasted Local Talent merch. <laughs> And it is very comfortable. It is. We actually have merch now. We've got t-shirts. Got t-shirts. Yeah. Yep. There was a there's a raglan. There's sweaters. There's all kinds of really great mm-hmm. stuff. Super soft. Subscribe to Rabbi's Rants. Yes. Yeah, you uh, just a little something something. You know, I'm going off telling you what grinds my gears. Unfiltered, unedited, as you love it, as you want it. And that's only $5 a month. You get a bunch of bonus content. You got Rabbi's Rants, which go from anywhere from five minutes to I think one was about 20 to 25 minutes. That's right. Then we have... <laughs> it goes wasted, for as long as it needs to. <laughs> our uh, Wasted Confessions, which is where we just sit and talk about... We pick a topic and just talk about it. Typically, it's very personal to us. That's why it's confessional time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and those... Crap. Those are long. Those are like 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half. It's sometimes. almost like a full another full-blown episode <clears throat> yeah. for free. Also raw mm-hmm. and Very the realist. Raw. Yeah. The realist. Yeah, so if you're if you're one of the people out there that gets really easily offended, don't listen to those. Yeah, those um, aren't for you. And if they are, it's uh, headphone time. Yes. Yeah, not around kids because yeah. unless you're into teaching them about the birds and the bees and what do and do not do on your certain sexual encounters and things like that. So, right. <laughs> right. It's not pretty, but it is life experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wasted local talent. You can uh, check out our Twitter at Wasted Local, Instagram, Wasted Local Talent, Facebook, Wasted Local Talent. Um, share it, like it, subscribe, leave us a review, tell us that we are amazing and that you would <laughs> give love. Daniel the love. He puts in so much, of his, so much of his heart and soul into this endeavor. I honestly just kind of show up. When you send stuff I mean, and you say complimentary <clears throat> things, you're doing it for Daniel. Mm. You know, he needs that. He deserves it. I'm a very sad, lonely person. He deserves it. He's, you know, He's it's, this is the fruit, the fruit of his loins mm. right here. In cars. You're getting it. Well, I have to poop. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll get one beer off to the right here. Um, but yeah, so, so check out the Patreon, man. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. We really would. Um, also, I'd like to send a special shout out to our friends in Worst Kept Secret. I forgot about them again. <laughs> I was like, I think we're almost done. But uh, <laughs> you know, just real quick, they got a uh, an EP mm-hmm. release coming out at Brewstall and Elkins. Along with a beer. Along with a beer. Mm-hmm. The Dirty Blonde, I believe is what it the is. Dirty Blonde. It's going to guaranteed to taste like 
Pat Cole's Pat beard Cole's, sweat. Pat Cole's ass sweat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which are one and the same. So. One and the same. It's all <laughs> but, red hair and it's all salt. So mm-hmm. enjoy that. If you buy a ticket to the show, I believe you get mm-hmm. a beer you for get a beer 21 for and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a package that you get a CD as well, like a full-blown yeah, CD, so. CD beer, beer admission, mm-hmm. one hit, uh, one hit slam a jamma. Mm-hmm. Let me look up the date for that while you continue about Worst Kept Secret and Bender. Yeah, you know, they they were so nice to give the most epic song in West Virginia history to us to use for this show. The most legendary ballad of Appalachian lore. They gave it to us. It was their baby. They play it every show. You know it. I know it. So, you know, just be there to sing along when they play it live at a place near you. Yeah, their um, their beer and EP release show is uh, April nineteenth. Uh, doors at eight, shows at nine at the Brewstool in Elkins. It's one twenty Davis Avenue, Elkins, West Virginia. Um, your it's ten dollars, but you also with that ten dollars, it's ten dollar entry for everybody. Um, you it's a twenty one plus show, so you'll get a beer and you'll get their EP along with um, the show, which is worst kept secret with We Are Funhouse. Right, former uh, members of Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, yeah, killer. That's a killer. House. They're so good. They're amazing. that's a killer one too. Yeah. So um, also, you know, at, since we're talking about uh, mediocre bands, um, check out my band After Atlas. Our Kickstarter's still up. It's uh, Kickstarter. Just go there, search for After Atlas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're almost to our goal. We're about eighty-four dollars where it sits right now, away from our goal to uh, film our music video. For Deception, our new single. So you can check that out. Um, it still hasn't given me the actual link. It wanted, it gave me the option to put it in a custom link to it, but it's still like a billion letters and numbers. So just go to Kickstarter, search for After Atlas, or go to our Facebook page at We Are After Atlas. Links mm-hmm. everywhere. Yes. Or, everywhere. Or if if you just look up After Atlas, you will find it. Mm-hmm. If you scroll up it. in your podcast app to the After Atlas episode, all the links are in there too. So that's right. Be sure to check out the After Atlas episode. Mm-hmm. Twas a good one. It was a very good one. Twas a good one. <laughs> I was kind of sick, so my voice sounded really weird in the episode. I noticed, but hey, it's you, all right. hey, you just hung in there like a doctor. Yeah, man. did mm-hmm. what you could. Cece, you got something to plug? Yeah, I have my band to plug. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have been contributing to. The So Far Sounds in Morgantown. So if anyone is interested in coming to secret shows, you don't find out the location until the day of um, or the artists until the night of. They're fucking awesome. People are coming from all over the region and, like, the East Coast, basically. Um, But the next one is Friday, April 26th. I can't tell you where, but I know where. Ooh. But, I'm going to uh, extract that information after this intro. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to leave yeah. the mystery there. You will tell me where the show <laughs> is. You tell me. <laughs> we'll lock tell you. you in the I'll tell you. Uh, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. You can't. This well, is being recorded right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't tell us. <laughs> what else? Oh, you can go to sofarsounds.com and then just search in the city and you'll find tickets because you have to reserve your ticket and then you buy it. Because, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. Mm. But anyway, they're awesome, and you should check them out. They're 20 bucks a piece. Nice. Mm. Yeah, and it's a BYOB, right? It's BYOB. Yeah. They're super intimate. There's three acts, and... Bring a blanket and a friend, and... Beer. Get ready. Whatever you want. 
I mean, seriously, it's going to be awesome. So That's great. Yeah, I told my dad about it after we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, send me that website. That sounds awesome. So, yeah. You know, he really likes the acoustic, you know, softer music. He likes mm-hmm. my band whenever Zach's actually singing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, like, everything else is awful. But It's like know. the opposite of everything that everyone has ever told me about my band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, don't fucking sing. Just scream. Yeah. <laughs> just don't be present. well most of the people that were at that attended the first one they were actually like in their 40s a lot of pregnant women it was like 60 40 like women to men Mm -hmm. um so it's like super chill uh yeah, I mean, it's it not really kid oriented so well yeah the BYOB thing but it's it's a a night out it's a night out for the hard working uh Men and women out there. For sure. To break away. Yeah, it's chill. There's like a nice no date people. night almost. Bring a, bring oh, a basket yeah, with some sure. wine and A little cheese. basket of wine and cheese. Well, I might some, do that with myself. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Ooh. <laughs> if you and need a ride, let me know. Boone's Farm all the way. No, <laughs> Mad dog. <laughs> Mad dogs. Oh, the my melon God. melon kind. Oh, my God, dude. So many drunken tour nights with Mad Dog, dude. Oh, me and the dog. Yeah. When you're in a band, it's, you know, two, three bucks. Yeah. Chug those down, vomit your guts out. You know, it's some of that malt. <laughs> some of that Ooh. malt. It's rough. After Atlas goes hard. Cool. Oh, this was before After Atlas. Oh. This now, is just a Daniel Bonner drink, goes hard kind of thing. <laughs> now we just drink hams because, you know, uh, you can buy a case of that for like 10 bucks. Oh. Boy. You should just bring, drink that's mouthwash I, at that point. I, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's why I have a separate <laughs> bathroom to, for myself for the morning after. So. Oh, man. Bam. So, DJ Katana. Is there anything else you guys wanted to? What'd you have going on, Chris? Um, well, I have that show that's going to happen the day before this comes out, so it's, <laughs> it's irrelevant. But I'd you like to thank everybody. Up, right? No, that's actually the second one, and we had one just this past Friday. But I'd like to thank everybody. Um, I'd like to thank One Two Three Pleasant Street for putting us on, mm-hmm. and Julia and Jerry Mulligan for having us up at Howlers in Pittsburgh this last week. Shout out to everyone who came out to the shows. Mm-hmm. We love your faces. Check Keep out support brutal, me- brutal metal. From the mountains. Yes. And, and uh, get ready for DJ Katana. DJ Katana. Gonna cut you. Gonna cut you. Hey guys, I'm Cecily. Um, and I'm Daniel. Yeah. And today <laughs> we're wasting our talent with. I'm Katana. Yeah, Kayla, thanks for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. Yeah, so you're a local DJ. Do you, do you just want to tell us like what type of DJ you are and anyone who's listening, just tell them about yourself real quick? I, uh, I, I like mixing music. I like taking two different songs and making something completely new and just like feeling the energy off that. I like electronic music, like anything with a good melody and some dope bass. Just feel that energy, that mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel it so hard. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Like, it, it is the drug. Music is yeah. the drug. Music when, is the answer. When did you get started? Because I know I worked with you at Heston. I feel like, I don't know if you were starting around that time, because that was like, 
Holy shit, that was like nine fucking years ago. Yeah, wow. I, I, I <laughs> actually, I had just started DJing right around mm-hmm. then. Like nothing too crazy, but I was still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, on my 19th birthday, my friend that was a DJ invited me to a rave party up in Coolsville, Ohio. And it was on my birthday. It was a Halloween themed rave. And I'd never been to anything like that before. And it sounded really interesting. So I was like, sure, <laughs> like that sounds like the coolest thing going on that I could do for my birthday. Let's check it out. And we went there and it was in this old abandoned elementary school house. And (laughs) like the gymnasium was the main hall, main dance room, and each of the little classrooms all had their own different vibe. And it was so cool. Like they were serving pizza to everybody all night. It was just really cool. And like I walk in and everybody's in fun costumes and it had such a different energy than any other event that I've gone to. Like it's nothing like going to a club. Um, and me being like the black sheep of my family, like Mm -hmm. it was just the first time that I went somewhere and I felt completely and wholeheartedly loved and accepted by everybody that I met, like all of these strangers and that, that love and that empathy was what grabbed me by the heart. Mm -hmm. And I just, I fell in love with it. And (laughs) I was just, I mean, even after that event, I just remember feeling like I was floating around for months off of that energy and like I just wanted more. And while I was there, I saw this girl uh, throw down a all vinyl speed garage set and that was the coolest chick I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And like I saw her and as soon as I saw her, I just knew like something clicked in me like you have to learn how to do this. <laughs> This so, is what you have to do. Say yeah. all vinyl speed. What speed garage? It's yeah. uh, it's like a UK based, um, like housey bass house mm. with like some organ sounds, mm. kind of like retro sounding. But I had never heard anything like yeah. that before in my life, and I was just like, "What is this bass? <laughs> I need more." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Um, yeah, and then a couple months after that, I uh, I met somebody in Fairmont that was a DJ and I was like listen I know you don't know me but will you give me lessons <laughs> and then a couple months after that I bought his old DJ setup off of him and I've had those same techniques I still have them and uh, about six years ago I sent them off to this guy in California that does custom work for turntables like mm-hmm. you know how they did like MTV pimp my ride oh, yeah. this guy pimps out turntables what? and huh. He, like, did a fresh powder coat with this, like, purple glitter paint, put color-changing LED lights around the platter, like, resoldered all the connections and everything, spiffed them up. Yeah. And it's like playing on a Cadillac when yeah. I play on those <laughs> things. It's great. So I know nothing about DJ equipment at all. Like, Well, turntables are really yeah. old school. Most people yeah. don't really use them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's gone digital. Uh, but... I can mix on just about any platform, but there's just a soft spot in my heart for vinyl. For like vinyl. it just has a feel to mm. it and it's just, I don't know. I like it. So how does it like, so <clears throat> like I, the basic understanding of like a turntable being able to like, you know, um, mix the music together and having it flow together. But as far as like, like the beats per minute, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like how did, does it, 
do you adjust it? Obviously, you probably adjust. Yeah, it there's a there's you know. a pitch control on the right side of it with a little mm-hmm. knob that goes up and down. And when it's set in the center, that's a zero. Mm-hmm. And when you have it there, like the song plays at what the speed that it was recorded at. Mm-hmm. And with the turntable, you can go plus eight or minus eight BPM okay. by moving it up or down. And when you have another song, like. It was explained to me when I was first learning, like, pretend that you have two wheels of a bicycle Mm -hmm. and you have to adjust those so that you have them rotating at the same speed. Because if they're off beat, then you train wreck and Mm -hmm. then it just sounds like garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's just eight. So you got about a 16 Uh beat per minute. Like Yeah, with my turntables, there is another type, uh, same brand, but it's like a different series. And it goes like up to 16 and Mm -hmm. minus 16. That gives you a little more range, especially when you're going between different genres and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So did you did you learn all this like on your own? Um, or did you, do you, have you ever gone to like a like classes for it or anything like that? I've never just... taken any classes, but I am a very good visual learner. Mm-hmm. Like if I can see it done and then I can get my hands on it, then I can, can pick it, it up very quickly. That's how I am too. And yeah. that, that's how I learned. <laughs> and like beat matching is just one of those things like, cause you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those people that just can't get it because you can't listen to two songs at the same time and know what's going on on each one Mm -hmm. simultaneously then it's gonna be a huge challenge um that's like an ear thing that's yeah it's definitely that you can really teach somebody yeah you know yeah like you either have it or you don't (laughs) yeah were you musically so. inclined like before even starting? Uh, I was in the band in junior high and high school. Oh, okay, I played cool. the trumpet. Oh, um, awesome! It was it was fun. I, would, I actually want to pick it up. That was one of my New Year's resolutions was to pick it up and try to learn some cool stuff because I have some friends that are in bands and I thought it'd be cool to just like blow my horn at them. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> you should totally pick that back up for sure. So what's like the the biggest so I'm, I'm curious because i know that i know that you played and you dj'd down in myrtle beach before because mm-hmm. um, i think my band was down there one time whenever you were down there um what's like the biggest show that you've done like do you do festivals things like that i've done festivals um when i was in myrtle beach it was actually the first time i ever got to play there mm-hmm. i was like i was lifeguarding at the beach and I ran into these DJs that was doing a pool party at the hotel that was behind me and uh, I have a turntable tattoo on my ribs and Mm. one of them walked by and he's like what the fuck do you know about turntables (laughs) girl and I was like oh let me show you a picture of mine because I had some pretty pretty turntables and I don't know. I guess that made a good impression. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, we're playing the show at the House of Blues tonight. If you want to come and check awesome. it out, like, I'll get your drinks all night and just bring your friends. And so we went and checked it out and we're up there on stage and I was half drunk at the time. <laughs> and I was just having a good time. And it was like, I think their max capacity was like 2,500 people. There was a good amount of people in there. And uh, one of the guys was mixing and I was behind him and he turned around and he said, Hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. Kayla, get up here. And like without hesitation, I was just like, all right, hold my drink, somebody. I gotta go. <laughs> hold my beer. And uh, like they didn't know. I could have sucked. I could have just been running my mouth. Yeah. But I got up there and like did the damn thing and they were just like, Whoa. 
so that that opened up a lot of doors. Mm. There was a lot of really wonderful shakers and movers there that helped make things happen. Mm. And I got to do a lot of work in like Columbia, South Carolina and, and Charlotte. And then I picked up a couple of residencies in Myrtle Beach while I lived down there. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun. It's an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you like, I thought you won some awards or something. I feel like I read that. I did. Um, I got named like in the top five. I don't know like whether I was one, two, three, four, five, but they said that (laughs) I was in the top five of all the female DJs in the Carolina States. So that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And where's that, uh, like, is it like a, obviously countrywide rankings per like states? Is it like a magazine that did it or? Um, It was just like a regional, like the club, like the major club people Mm -hmm. that own venues, I guess. Mm -hmm. They got together and put together a list and they told me about it and they were like, yeah, so we're going to put you on this big billboard in Myrtle Beach and like (laughs) you're going to play at Senior Frogs every Friday and Saturday now. I was like, oh, "Oh, okay. (laughs) So not only did they, you know, so they provided you like work too. Uh Uh-huh. That's dope. Yep. That is awesome. Like not a lot of people in music can really say that. Maybe I need to get into DJing. Make some money. I know, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> DJing is definitely not something that like you get into for the money, unfortunately. Well, no, nothing um, really musically is I mean, anymore. I've, I've been doing it for <laughs> 10 years now, and like, it's definitely not for the money. Like yeah. you, I do it because I enjoy it, it. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun for me. And for a long time, like I just wanted, I wanted to get paid to do what I loved. Mm -hmm. So, um, specifically like when I worked like club residencies, I can't really get paid to play the type of music that I like, Mm -hmm. like dance music and dubstep and anything in that genre. Like I have to do top 40 stuff and that gives me the ability to like challenge myself Mm -hmm. and play different genres that I'm not so much a fan of, but it definitely helped me develop my skills as mm-hmm. a DJ. But after doing that for a while, like it, it, it started to feel like work and I didn't like didn't that. Like that yeah. And like for the hours that I was putting in, like I just wasn't getting enough back for it. So mm-hmm. like I took a step back for a while and now, um, I'm a lot happier where I am. I don't, uh, play as often as I used to because I used to do it full time like four nights a week and now I just do like gigs here and there but it's always something where I can play my music yeah. and that makes all the difference is being able to play what you're passionate about oh yeah yeah you so, played Elastic Static Dance which it was like so yes awesome. that was so fun yeah and I think you had mentioned the same thing you were saying that you like we're just creatively like free in that yeah, sense. Yeah, and I love the creative freedom, just being able to play what I want and see the energy from the crowd and not have to have people come up and like interrupt me and yeah. say, Oh, can you play like Baby Got Back? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I wish I had a dollar every time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, it was so great. I feel like you brought a different. I don't know, like, it was, each DJ that I've had at Ecstatic Dance has been so different, but it's that cool element, because you can feel your personality through the music that you're playing, Yeah, and it's not like, you know, I'm not saying, like, oh, you have to play the top 40 whatever songs, but just the music that you played was very much, like, it was like, okay, this is Kayla, you can, like, hear Kayla in her own creative pursuit. 
and it was just really awesome. Well, thank you yeah. for being so appreciative. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do it again, girl, I would love know. to. <laughs> I would love to. Okay, well, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel sure. like we, so. I feel like people requesting songs like you said, "Baby Got Back" is almost like because I I play music in a band. It's like people yelling, "Play fucking wagon wheel or play, play free, bird. free bird," you know, <laughs> shit like that. That probably hits you kind of the same as it does as a band. It's like. Just appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, appreciate my talent. Like, my, there's a difference know. when you're playing, like, mm. a club gig where that's what they expect. They expect yeah. that type of music. So mm -hmm. that's, they know that they can make those types of requests. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand, like, the definition of a request. Like, I don't have to play that song. Yeah. But if you tip <laughs> me, I might be more inclined to play yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good, I've never even thought of that, like, tipping the DJ. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tip your DJs, everybody. Yes. Tip your bartenders. Yeah. Tip your DJs. And your bands. We work hard, too. And yeah. the bands. Yeah. Just Definitely tip everyone. Tip, tip everybody. Me. Anybody that provides you entertainment mm -hmm. and put a smile on your face deserves a tip. I'll start feeding my Even if you just, away. like, tell me a joke. Like, that works, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me some if you're broke, <laughs> like, just make me smile. Yeah. That's or a smoothie. I like smoothies, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's gone. Uh, I had something. I like, <laughs> it left. You said smoothies, and I started thinking I about it food. Fly over there. Yeah, yeah, I started thinking about food, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm hungry." Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try to pull it back in. There was something about money. It's just getting farther. And yeah, farther it's, away. it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's it's forever gone. Maybe eventually it'll come back. It's okay. That's Mark okay. that so I know where to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So. So how long were you, um, so you were down in Myrtle Beach for a while. You were living down there for a while. When yeah. did you um, decide to come back up here? I lived there for just over two years solid, and I came back May of 2014. 2014. Uh-huh. And um, I, I left a terrible relationship. Um, that was like one of the best things I've ever done for myself was to leave that situation uh, and a couple weeks after I got back, I was just stuck in a slump. Like I just didn't know what to do with myself and I was just feeling depressed. And one of my friends asked me if I'd be interested in going to a music festival. And it turned out to be Electric Forest oh. and I got gifted a ticket and I went and like, yeah. no, yeah. and, uh, it just, there was something about that festival, just it felt like coming home. And I I found myself. And after all of the terrible things that I went through, like, I just finally, like, felt comfortable and empowered in my own skin again. And, like, that just kicked my ass into high gear to get back in the music mm -hmm. and just to let go of all of the bad thing that's happened in the past and move forward with a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. Now the yeah. the relationship did that this person like drive you away from what you were passionate about? Um, so he was actually a DJ as well, mm -hmm. and he he didn't like me having any time in the spotlight as well. Like he wanted to be the center of attention. He was just very like the definition of a narcissist, mm -hmm. and it was just 
if you've ever been with someone like that, like it's it'll take a toll on you emotionally and it'll have you questioning who you are and like how you feel about yourself and what you think you're capable of. And like I hated the way that I was starting to feel and like I knew that I wanted to play music and I just felt like he kept trying to put me in this little box and just keep me under his wing mm -hmm. and like I had no freedom and I just I felt that drive inside me like I have to play music I have to play the type of music that I like like I can't I can't change myself for someone else yeah and yeah. coming back and going to Electric Forest like helped me find that and yeah I've been so happy ever since then you end to acknowledge the fact that you deserve recognition mm -hmm. because you're working just as hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck him. Don't ever yeah. stay with an uh, asshole. <laughs> you. Whoever the fuck you Wherever are. you are. <laughs> um, but I, I like those types of festivals. I feel like they get a bad rep a lot of the time with drugs and everything. But I think there's so much more to the atmosphere that artists, attendees, and anyone else that's going like brings yeah it's transformational people are coming together for the love of Absolutely. like being together mm -hmm. in a lot of ways or at least that's how i perceive it <laughs> I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly yeah i don't know I, i'm not surprised that you felt a transformational experience and like the experience is it, it is what you make it like if you Definitely. focus on like just <clears throat> looking through the crowd and finding the people that look like they're high, like that's going to kill your vibe. Like mm -hmm. you got to focus on the music and the way that you feel and just having a good time with the people that you're around. Like because <clears throat> your attitude and your thoughts like that controls everything. And it's so yeah. easy to get stuck in your head. Yeah. Or get lost in the drug scene and mm -hmm. those types of things. I mean, like I'm not going to judge anyone for what they do, but like that's not, it shouldn't be like, the sole reason you go there. Mm -hmm. I think there's, right. there's too much potential for change and like inspiration and meeting really cool people. Like if you're going to spend that much money on a ticket <clears throat> oh, yeah. just to go and <laughs> do drugs, like you need to reevaluate some things in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, cause <laughs> sure. you can save a whole lot of money and sit at home and get high. <laughs> but if you're going to spend that kind of money, like at least mm -hmm. try to, enjoy the experience like they put so much effort into everything about it the music the production the decorations like it creates this whole aesthetic environment that's interactive and it's like the people it's, it's all about the people mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful it really is yeah, yeah. I think you, it was, oh i'm sorry oh let's say a couple of years ago me and my brother and a friend of ours all got tickets to go and their jobs they had like requested off, but they both worked at the same spot and they were, I don't know if there was like a, an inspection or something was going on, but they, they were, it was like mandatory. They had to be there during this. So neither oh, of those guys could go. Man. They couldn't find anybody to, to buy their tickets like that I knew and I couldn't find anybody. So I had to sell mine too. So we ended up not mm -hmm. going That's and I was so stoked for it because they showed me a video. This is, I think it was like 2016 maybe, but they showed me a video of it and I was just like, yeah, like I'll, here's the money. Like yeah. that looks I've awesome. I've gone yeah. every year since the first time I went there in 2014 and what? like I it, it's almost like going to church. <laughs> like people go to church once a week, <laughs> like I like to go to Electric Forest once a year. Mm -hmm. Like if that's the only fun vacation that mm -hmm. I take it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll wait all year gladly with a smile on my face <laughs> yeah. looking That's forward awesome. to next year. I, has it happened yet? It hasn't happened no, yet. No, it's this June. It's the oh, last June, weekend June. of June. Okay. Hell yeah. 
Who's headlining? Do you do you know any of the artists yet? Uh, Bass Nectar. Um, uh, last year they announced him as like their resident DJ. Um, but I mean, there's there's so many people playing. Like, yeah. There's like it, probably at least 150 people in the lineup. Have you tried to the contact fuck? them about you performing there? Um, or do you treat it more like your vacation where you don't have to worry about that? Well, I always take a thumb drive with music on it. Mm. And in the past, uh, in the RV parking area where everybody parks their RVs, they'll have big ragers there. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the end of the night when the venue shuts down, everybody goes back to the camping areas and like everybody goes to the RVs and like DJs will bring their gear. They'll have lights, dancers, like. Mm-hmm. But it's all done by the people who attend it. Mm-hmm. And if you have your own music, like they're totally cool with letting you throw down. And I've done that awesome. a few times. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's pretty cool. Have, so you've not actually like been able to... Not officially, officially on the lineup yet. Form it yet. Yet. Yeah. You will. <laughs> put, put West Virginia Putting that energy that. out there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there is listening yeah. that knows somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I know. Well, you're playing at the Pyro Dem- Oh, wait. No, not Pyro Demato. Isn't it? It's um the PLF called? Pyro Circus ah, okay, yeah. in front of Gallery 5 Art Studio. Um, in Richmond, it's this upcoming Friday. Oh, it, okay. This will be the 14-year anniversary of them doing this event. Um, it's a free event for anybody that wants to come out. And it'll be good music and food all night with fire performers. Like, these people are legit. Like, the people that flow with fire take flow arts to a completely different level. And it's so impressive. Sure. And it just creates this whole different kind of vibe like i don't know it's like dark but sexy and i don't know like i've spun fire a couple times and just i really like the sound it makes when it flies by your face (laughs) my anxiety goes crazy whenever i watch people do it i'm like i just just the fear of them going up in flames i'm like it's exhilarating (laughs) and like the fact that these people can do such Mm -hmm. technical tricks without catching themselves mm-hmm. on fire is so impressive yeah. mm-hmm. that and like breathing fire things like that no my ex Ugh, my ex to used that. to do it and she would practice in my front yard and it's i was cool. like i just i don't there know with the hose. something about putting like the fuel stuff in my mouth i yeah. don't really not yeah. for me yeah i don't yeah. i don't seek that adrenaline rush yeah but kudos to the people that do. Oh, yeah. Like, I think yeah it's, it's awesome. very entertaining yeah. for me yeah. to watch mm-hmm. keep it up for sure <laughs> um you should check out Catharsis. Have you heard of Catharsis on the Mall? No. What is that? <gasps> ah! I don't know more. if this is, will go on the podcast, but you should totally come with me to Catharsis on the Mall. It's this really cool three-day festival. I think it, like, the the PL, the Party Liberation Front, mm-hmm. is that what they are? Yes. Okay. Um, I think they kind of help with it, but the Meta Makers, just a bunch of, like, kind of counterculture groups who are really into... I like the sound music. of it already. Oh yeah, it's it's like Catharsis on the Mall is basically a Burning Man tribute. So like they'll have a burn and this past November, oh my god, it was So the would that be thing. considered like a regional burn? Like yeah. Transformus? I think from what I've heard from Transformus, like what goes on at Transformus definitely doesn't go on at Catharsis on the Mall because 
Catharsis is free and open to the public right oh, on the National okay. Mall. Okay. So, like, so it's just like a little taste of the brand yeah, culture. I got taste, you. I got you. For sure. Um, but they have like a temple that they put up. I've gone two years and. Where do they do this at? Right on the National Mall, right beside the Washington Monument in oh. Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. like, when here's, is it? <clears throat> it's it going to be calendar. May 3rd, which is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> Cool. I think that's like the weekend that I get done with finals. So we should definitely go and celebrate. <laughs> we should do that, girl. Yeah, it's seriously so cool, though. And they put a lot of work into not only incorporating that like party, not party, but like fun, free mindset, but like mm-hmm. they incorporate social justice. And like, I think they did a lot of talks on like indigenous people and like a lot of educational things um, this past year with like how the national, how the land of Washington DC was used before, you know, essentially well, white people cool. got there. So you can go mm-hmm. and get some entertainment <clears throat> and learn things. Oh, for sure. The, the educational element to that is like crucial to their purpose of putting it on and making it public and open to everyone. That's really cool. And there's, I mean, there's a bunch of freaking great music, and it's just so fun. <laughs> and they it have would be the, fun to boogie there too. But like, like dancing, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a ton of shuffling, and like, you know, I feel like DC brings in a lot more, like deep house mm-hmm. and like, just faster paced electronic music like side trance um, and yeah which drum and bass yeah for sure but i feel like here in west virginia it's like eh, it's slower the the scene is very like dubstep oriented and like grungy um which i'm okay with but there's a lot of other good genres out there folks yeah <laughs> there really is. spread those wings <laughs> yeah especially in edm and just just everything under that umbrella but it's going to be a dope weekend, and maybe it would be a cool connection for you. I would love to go. I have yeah. some DJ friends in the D.C. area, so maybe we can make something happen. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I've actually never played in D.C. It's on my list. <gasps> no way. Yeah, trying to make something happen this summer. <sighs> I mean, I know some people, too, so we should. That's all it takes, a little bit of networking. Yeah. Have you had, like... How have you, like, networked in South Carolina, like, when you were there and also in West Virginia? Like, I'm so curious. It's just word of mouth. Like, when I play, somebody that knows somebody saw me and they'd be like, yo, you're really good. Like, <laughs> you're really good and you're a girl. I'm like, well, that shouldn't matter, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. Mm. Have you found it easier to find work because... You're a female and not a, no. just another dude doing Hell it? no. no. <laughs> That's a hard no. <laughs> um, I wish, but I mean, it's not that bad. Like, there's a lot of female artists out there that I've seen get booked because they push their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's a one girl that she DJs completely topless. She's what? like a playboy, whatever. And like... She's not that good of a DJ. I've seen the videos, but like all the videos, it's just a bunch of creepy dudes standing right in front of the booth, staring just staring at, at her chest. Yeah. Like 
that's so God, gross to that's me. So that's so degrading. gross to me. Yeah. It is degrading. And like, I just, I don't support that as a woman. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. don't sell yourself because of your body. Sell yourself because you have skill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And like, that's been my main thing. Like, I, I'm not the type of to per- ugh, sorry, I'm not the type <laughs> of person to go and like kiss someone's ass or like yeah. post risque photos. Like, I want to be booked because. I'm just as good as the next guy, if not better. Mm -hmm. And you put me on with him, like, I'll show you what's up. (laughs) Yeah, fucking duel it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been hard. Like, there's a lot of, I've gotten a lot of kickbacks from dudes, uh, especially around here. Just like, I don't know. Guys don't like to be shown up by a woman. (sighs) Yeah. I'm sure on the other side of that, you've probably being a female have had issues probably with promoters or people are booking that are, you know, using that to kind of like get close to you. Yeah. I have, um, I almost sued a club owner a few years ago up in Pittsburgh. He was my manager and I, it was a great gig. I was getting paid very well. I, I enjoyed the work environment. I got to play music that I liked. Um, but this guy like used his position of power to push himself on me and it was very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like it was to the point where I had to start bringing a friend to stand on the entrance of the booth just so he wouldn't come up in there and like, cause he'd like try to put his hands on me (gasps) and stuff and he's married. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Like go, go take care of your wife. Like this is not okay. And it just, it put me in a really awkward position because that was my main source of income at the time. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I had to, deal with it so that I could pay my bills and I uh like I had more than enough evidence to take this guy to court I even Mm. talked to an attorney and he said this is a hole in one and when it came down to it I chickened out um Mm. because I was just afraid like Mm. like what would happen after that like would I still be able to get booked like based off of all the other people that this guy knows Mm. like so I ended up just quitting and didn't do anything about it. But in retrospect, I should have taken that asshole to court and mm-hmm. fucking sued him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you think- thinking about the ramifications of that, like what it would do to your mm-hmm. name. Right. It's just there's a whole list of worries that goes along with that. Yeah. And like your sense of safety. I don't know. I mean, I know. And sometimes with like reporting those types of things. As a female myself, it's like, okay, like, am I going to get backlash not only professionally? Right. But and, like, like, I don't want to be known as that type of person. Like, you know, like, I just want to be able to go to work and do my job and get paid just like everybody else. And if mm-hmm. it was a dude that was in there working, he would not have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, for sure. Yeah. But that just brings it back to the love of music and... You know, sometimes you just got to quit one job and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Until those other fuckers to get the hell out yeah. of there. Yep. <coughs> yeah. If you're one of those types of people, also, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. So that shit irritates me. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't even like to invest in a stun gun just for people like you, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even put my hands on a girl that I'm dating until she's like, okay, you can. You know, like, like that's can the you type touch of pray- me already? Yeah, could you could you do something like okay, yeah. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah. Yeah, that is very considerate. So because we have guys out there like that, like Harvey Weinsteining people. Ugh. Yeah. Just 
I don't know. I'm a little <laughs> off on that that topic right now. But <laughs> there it goes again. Where are you going? Chick Fil A. <laughs> it keeps popping in my fucking head because it's Sunday, and we talked oh. about it earlier. We did talk about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sad. Do you eat at Chick Fil A, Kayla? No, I don't. Neither do I. I don't like chicken that much, so I just don't like chick-fil-a <laughs> yeah i mean i don't do fast food like mm. if i do fast food i'll get like taco bell really? but i try not to eat a whole lot of meat or fried food and i don't know i've heard some bad things bad about things about chick-fil-a mm. that i don't agree with so oh yeah all the I recent don't stuff that's come out how they don't like gay people mm. and you know i'm sure that's not the technical whatever claim but still yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen like the posts and stuff, but I haven't actually read into it, so I don't really, I don't want to personally talk about it because I don't know exactly. You know, it's always yeah. Typically, what I'm seeing is just people posting about it, like, "Oh, Chick Fil A hates you know the LGBTQ community," or there's like an article, but I haven't actually read it to really see what's going on. So I don't really want to say anything about it because I don't know, and I don't want to mis, you know, mislead anybody that's listening. Yeah. But you know, I feel like that if it is true. I feel like as a corporation, you know, you're you're kind of pigeonholing yourself, one, from an entire market of people, and two, especially whenever the LGBTQ community is so, you know, it's so accepting, accepted now, you know, and it's it's okay, and then you're going to come out and do that. It's like as a, as a company, hate. yeah. 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 Like, as a what whole, the fuck just, is the problem? Yeah. Okay, they love... Their money spends person. the same just like anybody mm-hmm. else's. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people have to be like that. Yeah. It's like they're saying no to love. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what they're and doing. I'm all about the love. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love everybody. That's awesome. Um, we talked before we started um, about your experience at, at uh, Ben Willie's. Mm-hmm. Was, was that the craziest thing that's ever happened? While I was working. While you were working? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Just because it was so unexpected. Like, Mm -hmm. you go from a room full of a thousand people just dancing their hearts out and having a great time, enjoying Halloween weekend, no cares in the world, to, like, an insane violent act occurring Mm -hmm. in front of innocent bystanders. And, like, it... It, it, it can change people like I was very fortunate and I didn't get to witness like someone getting stabbed mm-hmm. and like I feel so terrible for anybody that was in the room where that happened like that's awful and I just can't imagine like being so angry with someone that I could do that and like it's like in period on period but like in public in front yeah. of people like to physically like want to harm them yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's so just to back up a little bit, the the stabbing that had happened at Bent Willie's, you were actually DJing that night. Yeah. And you said uh, um I only you said five days took you five days to be able to get your equipment back. Yeah, I had yeah. to wait five days uh, before they would let me back in the building to pick up my turntables and and my gear. Um I was able to grab my laptop, thank God. But 
Um, even though it didn't happen in the room that I was playing in, like the whole building was considered a crime scene and the police wouldn't let me pack up my stuff. They're like, this is an active crime scene. You got to get the fuck out. And when I was like, well, like this is my livelihood. Can mm -hmm. I please at least pack my stuff up and take it? And they're like, I'm going to arrest you for resisting oh if you don't leave right now. So I was just like, okay, Mr. Copper. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. I still think it's crazy that, <coughs> like, I get, like, you know, something violent happened there, but something in another room that has nothing to do with what's right. going on that they would just be like, nope, can't have that. Yeah. You know? I mean, of course, I'm not a cop, so I have no idea, like, their I process. don't think that it was necessarily, like, about my equipment or my DJ booth being a part of the evidence mm. like they were just trying to get everybody, get everybody out of there as fast mm. as they could yeah. which I understand it mm. was just not a good situation for anybody involved mm. yeah yeah because I remember hearing about that but it feels like it's been quite a few years now um I think it like, was probably like five years ago five years ago that sounds about right because I used to go to Bent Willys all the time, mm -hmm. and then I stopped going there once, well, well before that even happened, because I just, I'm old yeah, and that fragile. Yeah, that event you know. definitely changed mm -hmm. the whole atmosphere of that place. Like, mm -hmm. people were afraid to come out, and that made my job a lot more difficult, because, I mean, it's, it's one thing to be playing music for a room full of people and feeding off that energy and... You're clearly making people dance, but when you're playing in a huge room and there's only like 25 people mm -hmm. in there, it's like you makes can't. finding that motivation mm -hmm. to do well a little more difficult. Yeah. Well, those are the types of things that you can kind of experiment with too, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's less people to like. Yeah, it's like, like oh, I don't have to impress these people. Like, yeah. I'm going to play what I want. <laughs> it's like they're dancing off beat anyway. It's okay if I fuck this up. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's like, kind of opposite of me playing music in a band like i would much rather play to a smaller crowd because it's like you're it's almost more intimate mm -hmm. um but it's also you know people are watching me perform as a you know and i know that people go i, I like watching djs like like especially from behind like mm -hmm. i love watching them do stuff um but i know like I'll, most people go to a club to dance you know they go there to dance so the more the better um so it's like kind of the exact opposite right and like <clears throat> the thing with dj booths typically in club settings like they're not always the most accessible to view from the crowd like mm -hmm. it's like raised up it's against the wall so you can't mm -hmm. really see what they're doing you can see me from like chest high mm -hmm. so i could be back there like playing off virtual dj playlists and not actually mixing and no one would really know mm -hmm. the difference do you, but i would do you <laughs> How do you feel about people who do that? Where they like pretend like they're DJing, but it's just from like a, a pre-recorded thing. I think it's very shameful. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not about that. Mm -hmm. um, you're taking money away from someone that's actually passionate about what they're doing and mm -hmm. you're just making a mockery of it. Um, it. It's a joke. Like I mm -hmm. recently saw a video someone shared on Facebook where this girl Bleach blonde hair, super short dress, was standing in front of DJ equipment. She wasn't actually touching it. Mm -hmm. But there was a room full of people. And then there was a guy that had another DJ set up, like, on the floor. And he was on his knees, like, mixing for her. What? And, like, shame on the girl for being a fraud. But yeah. shame on that guy for, like, 
having the nerve to keep himself hidden. Like, you're the one putting in the work. You Mm. should be the one standing up there. Like, the people need to see you. Like, not this fake bitch. Was this, like, a professional, like, somebody who does it professionally or was it just no i don't i don't think mm-hmm. so i don't know who either of the people in the video were mm-hmm. um but it was shared by a page that i follow called mm-hmm. djs on blast so they okay. post some <laughs> interesting things sometimes yeah. yeah that's really fucked up it's yeah destruction of like that's the like perceived craft that's like that's why i don't watch the super bowl half time, like whenever they have a band on because I, I forget who it was i think it was the chili peppers they're all lip syncing yeah well, the Chili Peppers had signed the contract, and they, whenever the people who were in charge were like, "Oh, you're not actually playing your instruments; it's all going to be pre-recorded." Um, they were like, Why? "No," and tried to get out of it. So, I, I think it was the Chili Peppers. But they're but, probably paying them so much money that they're just like, "Okay." Oh no, they purposely went up and unplugged their instruments. <gasps> oh, oh, good for God. them! Just to prove Ooh. that they weren't actually playing. Oh, I just gained a th- whole new respect for the Chili Peppers. Yeah, I, th- I think it was it was either the Chili Peppers or the Foo Fighters or somebody. But um, good for them. Yeah, that's the same thing like I would do because that's I, I've always like my my pinnacle. Like I, I would love to play the Super Bowl halftime. It'd be great. Yeah. But when the Cowboys yeah, exactly. are playing at their prime. Exactly. Um, <laughs> How but, do you feel about like a nip slip? Let them free. I mean, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like not not just because I'm a dude, like whatever. If I can have my shirt off, you should be able to have your shirt off. Everybody should yeah, be able to have their shirt off. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nobody raised hell. Whenever he took his shirt off. You know off. how they yeah. did like the whole Black Lives Matter movement? I mm. want to start an all titties movement. <laughs> all, titties, all titties matter movement. All titties matter. Well, they, haven't they <laughs> done something titties. like that where they, it's. Free the nipple. Yeah, like the whole free the nipple I thing. Think, yeah, free the know, nipple. It's not popular enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I'm just going to start cutting holes in my shirts. Yeah. You should. Be like, I can too. Yeah. You guys can all see my nipples. <laughs> Seriously, free the nip. Get your titties out of the bra. I mean, I guess if it helps you. Like, what is so offensive about an areola? I don't know, girl. You're telling me. I just was walking in the forest the other day on today, Sunday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Like, I legit took my top off because I was like, fuck this. No one's on the trail. I don't want to be walking around. I mean, if it's hot and I want to. Yeah, if I want to do what I want to do, I'm going to do it. And it shouldn't offend you. Like, my body shouldn't offend you. I we agree all with have that. One. I went to uh, a festival, this was a long time ago, and there was a girl there that was doing body painting. Mm-hmm. And I had never done anything like that before, and I just, I wanted to give it a go and see how it felt, liberate myself for a little bit. So I let her paint my tits. And yeah. the artwork was beautiful. Like, I felt so free. It felt so good feeling the cool breeze on my tits like but the thing that made it weird was the creepy dudes yeah like like why like i would be walking around enjoying myself with my friends and like these dudes old dudes would come up and be like oh hey like can we get a picture with you and i'm just like no like go over there and enjoy yourself like why do you have to come over here and creep on me like i'm not here for that reason like yeah don't make it weird (laughs) Yeah, like you're walking like, around topless. Like I'm not asking you. I'm not creeping on you. Like, yeah. Okay. Like if you appreciated what was on your body, like the art and stuff. Yeah, just like, appreciate yeah. it from over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, you know, know he wasn't asking a picture because the art was that good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's a big. That might be like a another aspect of the whole stigma of you know it's like because 
because guys are turned on visually, you know, mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, other ways. But I think that's the biggest, that might be one of the bigger reasons as to why it's so taboo is because guys, you know, like, so it's your fault. Look, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, that, it is, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, if, if everybody walked around like that for a long enough period of time, it would be normal, mm -hmm. you know, but I think especially with, you know, like the porn industry and, you know, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, it's like, but think of the kids. It's like, you've got a computer at home. You're 13 yeah. year olds looking at that when you're not and there. Like we're taught yeah. from so. such a young age mm. to like feel shameful for yeah. our bodies and to cover up and like we all have the same stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all shaped a little differently, but like it's all the same yeah. stuff. Like you just got to own it and feel mm -hmm. comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. For sure. Like don't let anybody else make you feel inadequate. Like mm -hmm. own your shit. Inadequate. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. All titties are pretty. <laughs> I love that. Amen. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Even just, hairy like, ones. Lopsided ones. I like them all. <laughs> yeah. Or women who just don't have any. Like, you're. you're anyone, hey, itty bitty titty committee. I'm a part of that committee. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> I feel that's so hard. But yeah, I feel like anybody shouldn't be shamed. That's one cool mm. thing about like the burn community. Yeah. Um, like, you can. If you want to, you can walk around free as a bird and like mm -hmm. you can actually have conversations with people where they look you in the eyes and they're not just like gawking mm -hmm. at your chest. Like you're still a person. And yeah, I don't know. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah. Actually, going back to the catharsis on the mall thing, the cool part about that was, you know, a couple of girls. It was so cold. Oh, my God. Bless these fucking girls. But it was so cold and they like kind of were making the statement of like, you know, not wearing tops. I don't remember if they were wearing bottoms, but um, it was just cool. It was like that was the environment to do it in. That's good. See, and it like, just happened to be at the National Even Mall. if I'm fully clothed when I see that, like that empowers me as a woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it really, it did, even though it was so fucking cold. I mean, seriously, they they probably were so cold. I was like, you get it. Well, good for them. Fuck badass yeah. bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, all bodies are lovely. So the week after this weekend, I'm playing in Georgia at this <gasps> festival called Flame Festival. And it is a festival that's geared towards the flow arts, which is really cool. Um, I've heard about them. This will be my first time attending one. And I'm really looking forward to it because I like to spin poi and I like to hoop. I'm like very mediocre at it, but it's still, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's very therapeutic and like it's something that helps keep you in the moment and it keeps your focus on a specific task. And if you're somebody that struggles with like anxiety, um, it's a great tool to help battle that. Um and there's been scientific studies done on people's brains while they're in a flow state, and it activates parts of your brain that you don't normally use in everyday life. And that stimulation is very, very healthy uh, for any individual that can do that. Mm -hmm. And it is used as a form of like therapy and meditation and a lot of people think it's weird. They're like, oh, why are you spinning these things on strings? I'm like... You just got to try it. Mm -hmm. You just got to try it. It's just like exercising. I mean, yeah. if you're like a runner or a dancer, like getting your mind 
to it's just focus. concentrating that focus on yeah. a specific task. And not only is it good for you, it's very aesthetically pleasing for the people who watch. <laughs> yeah. But this festival will be cool. I think they have like 150 different classes that you can sign up for. If you're like a novice or an expert anywhere in between, if you don't know anything about it and you just want to learn, um, you can take classes to like learn how to dance with the hoop or any other flow prop. And there's there's flow props out there that I haven't even heard of. And they're just yeah. so cool. Like people dance with like swords that are on fire like they juggle they do contact stuff um and they're even doing classes on like mindfulness and meditation Mm -hmm. um there's yoga classes i bet Uh, they i bet you any money they have ecstatic dance i hope maybe i don't don't know i haven't heard about that but i know the guy who's putting it on so i can definitely put that out there and maybe yeah it just sounds like it would fit right in but um but, I mean, in essence, like, the whole event's kind of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, getting yourself into that flow state and going with the music and just letting your body do what it wants to. Exactly. And yeah. just feeling free without worry of any judgment. Um, but the one class that I am specifically excited for, my friend Michael is offering it. Um, and it's to teach DJs the proper way to uh, make a transitions uh, to, like, a USB DJ. Like, I play on turntables, so, like, I always have my laptop there. And, like, the most popular thing now is everybody plays on CDJs, and it has a little USB thing where you just plug in your music there, um, and you play off of that without, like, any visual or anything, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of convenient. You don't have to haul any gear, but, like... The transition is hard because if you don't do it the right way, like with Rekordbox, like it'll take your playlist out of order and it'll erase all of your cue points. So I'm really looking forward to learning that because that's just not something that I'm really familiar with. That's so awesome. And in like DJing in today's world, especially in electronic music, like you got to know how to do that. Have you ever thought about teaching classes in Morgantown? Like DJ classes? Like DJ classes. Um, yeah. I, I would love to. I've taught a couple friends how to DJ before. Um, I'm definitely open to that possibility. If yeah. there's enough people out there that are interested in learning, I would love to teach. Uh, I know I am. <laughs> so I got you, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> girls teaching girls. Fuck yeah. That, that's, that's a great idea. Like, just we can empower each other as women. Because, I mean, it is a male-dominated industry, for sure. Yeah. So there definitely needs to be more ladies getting out there and doing the damn thing. And, like, DJing and also just, like, understanding audio equipment in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been taking some classes at Pop Shop for audio engineering, and I'm just like, I like to know how to work this shit. I feel like I don't have to rely on the sound guy. Yeah. Because it's always the sound guy. And that's not a problem, like... I'm not attacking anyone who has knowledge. I'm just saying that it's always a guy. Yeah. So why isn't that knowledge like being learned by any other gender or whatever? Like, and according to science, women have better hearing than men. <laughs> or so Honestly, I'm being told. a sound guy is the worst thing in the fucking world. Though. <laughs> I ran my own venue for two years, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> But we couldn't do it without you. It makes you a grumpy old man. (laughs) This stuff's easy, but like like live sound, like you said, like it's always, I've never, you know, I don't think I've ever played, I've I've played over 
for about 450 live shows, and I don't think I've ever once seen a female mm-hmm. behind the sound booth. I've always been really interested in lights. Like lights. that's one mm. thing that I would love to learn more about, like especially projection mapping type stuff. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Girl, um, yes. I have some friends out in Colorado that do that and like the stuff they build is insane. Insane. And like I don't know, I, I would love to learn more about that. Yeah. Cause I've ran lights before, but like nothing like that. Like I've just done like it, kind of like basic like, like off of a computer, just like queuing them up or just like I don't know it's really basic compared to some of the stuff that I've seen and want to do there was a guy that used to play at my venue Um, he had a full band sound but it was just him so if he was playing guitar everything else was like backing tracked or whatever it would take him about three hours to set up every time he played there but he also mapped out his own light show too oh wow and like he had all these little lights on top of everything and like there'd be a song where he's like playing guitar and he'd just take the microphone off and the guitar would kick in then he'd go and sit down at the piano and play that and then there was i'd never seen him like on the drum set and then like i think the second or third time that he uh came in he actually brought his kit um and that time he played a song where he was playing the drums to everything else and it was like the coolest fucking thing but just like talking about like the lights like that sounds the really show, awesome. Yeah. And it just flowed so well with the music too. And it was kind of like a, like a pop rock style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually really cool. Yeah. Like, Got know. the full audio visual kind of experience going on. Yeah. I played at cluster festival over the summer and the stage that I played on, like I went and made friends with the guys that was running the sound booth and the lights. And like, they had an interesting setup for their light program that I had never seen before. And they had everything mapped to like a, it's like an APC 40 type board with like volume knobs and buttons. And like they were essentially controlling the visuals same way you would like a music mixer Mm -hmm. and that was really cool they let me play with it for a while i definitely would like to learn more about that so they do like all of the lights on the fly like live yeah like that oh shit yeah that'd be stressful and you could like (laughs) instead of like a music mixer you bring your fader up and that's Mm. your volume and like that would bring up like the intensity of the image or you could like mix it with other ones and layer things it was so cool that's pretty cool i was geeking the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome that's fucking awesome um i'm gonna just say that I had to leave soon, so okay. we can wrap it up. That's okay. I, I don't want I don't want to like finish sooner, but I. Oh no, it's fine. I mean, I don't know how long we it was. I mean, I think we got at least an hour and a half worth of stuff almost. Yeah. So. Oh, no, an hour and a half. Cool. Or no, it's five. So about an, we got about an hour. Okay. Worth of stuff. Yeah. That's good. So, is there anything that you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, talked about like my upcoming stuff mm-hmm. and. Where There's can people find you online? Maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook if you just look up DJ Katana. That's K-I-T-A-N-A, like the ninja from Mortal Kombat. It's <laughs> awesome. She beats ass. <laughs> yes. She wins. And yes. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll link everything in the, the description, too, so they can just click on it, and it'll take them right there. Right on. So. Awesome. And if there's any other ladies out there that are interested in getting into the music business, hit me up. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to talk with you or teach you or share whatever knowledge that I have. 
Awesome. Yeah. Guys too. Can't be sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in, Kayla. Yeah, thank yeah thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah.